Hey, 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 it's Saved and Sassy. My name's Cassie, and welcome to my podcast. Hey, y'all, hey, I know, I know, I know. I got your emails, I got your text messages, I got your Snapchats. It's been a while, but chunny child, honey, let me tell you something. It's been for a reason. We're going to do this a dump it style episode. Um, I think we're going to call it Blessings on Blessings because it has been an amazing quarter for me. And July marks our um, seventh month, which means we have a couple of more months before the, a couple of more months. Is it months? Why am I saying months? M-O-N-T-S and not months. TH at the bottom. At the bottom. Put your TH sis. So we have a couple of more months um, until the end of the year. So I have a couple more months to bang some things out. So we're going to do a recap of what we've done thus far and all that good stuff. But first, you know, we have some announcements. Of course, you know, I'm shouting out my favorite podcast. We have Andrea. St. Louis, and she does Walk Into Purpose. You can find her on Anchor and iTunes. I'm trying to get on iTunes. I don't know why they keep denying me, but uh, Satan Sassy shall be on iTunes. And I'm working on a. Oh, sorry, that's further news. Okay. Um, and you know I'm gonna shout out Stokes to be the Stokes because I love Brian Lamar Stokes and Ariana Nicole Stokes. Love them. We have a baby Stokeette on the way. Udi oop. Excuse me. You can find them on Stoke to be the Stokes, and they too are on iTunes. They have also have a YouTube page. So um, that's that um, for my announcements as far as local businesses. I'm gonna start doing that again. I need you to look up my girl Ayana Leanne Parker, and she's a makeup artist and she's phenomenal. She has her own products, as if she like made them herself. She's bomb.com. You feel me? You need a makeup artist? Hit her up. And um. Let's get into our next segment. So as you all know, um, or if you don't know, you're going to learn something new about me today. But I do like a little, I don't want to say event planning, but, you know, I help stop with events and stuff. And, you know, I help. So I'm an event planner. (laughs) Okay. I was trying to get around the bush, but it would just be too redundant. I cannot take it. So I am a part of a conference that is coming up hosted by our very own Leanne Vera. And um, it's called Saved by Grace. Um, Beauty for Ashes. She's an amazing woman of God who has to walk through all walks and sorts and types and hills and valleys of life. And she's on top of the world. So I'm a part of her campaign or her conference team. So I am encouraging you guys all to join us. I will have more information for you on the website. Not website. Oh, I better speak these into existence. Okay. Satan says is getting a little website. But I will definitely post it on my page, um, Cassie Malassi, and I will also paste, po- okay, the words tonight. I will also post it on um, Saved and Sassy, so you guys can get more information about that. It's amazing. So, um, somebody had 
given me an idea to do an icebreaker when I got on. Um, so I'm going to take some of the questions that we had last time or do you know or this or that. Um, but or that will be for future episodes. But today we got a story time that I could not put on Facebook because first of all, can we talk about how dangerous I am? Can we talk about the fact that I add people on my social media all the time without checking references or anything because it's social media to me, but if you haven't already picked up, a sis is mad transparent. So, I mean, if I see, I was about to lie and be like, oh, if I've seen you before, then I can add you. But that's not true because I have a friend named Lamar. And Homeboy became my friend on Facebook, right? And I'm trying to, I thought I met him via potluck because potluck is pretty much you know you invite somebody that you know you can come eat now my thing is is like my circle if you either know me from work you know me from church that's it because i don't really be you know out here making friends like that like I'm, I'm a friendly person but i'm typically either at church or at work so i just assumed that i knew lamar from a potluck because that's the other way i would have really met him and he was my friend on Facebook for a while. So I'm like, oh, you're coming to potluck. And he was like, this will be my official, my first official potluck. So do I still have to bring something? Because you know you always get that. You know, first time you enjoy, second time you partake. I was like, boy, bye. You about to bring you some food. I don't got time for the foolishness. Go on and on. And he was like, Cass, I've never been to your house before. And I was like, you never been to my house? You ain't been on the red couch. You're my friend on Facebook. Like, how did you become my friend on Facebook? And it, long story short, it turns out that he was, or he is, a cousin of uh some people that i know and he must have commented on something or he friend he had to friend request me because y'all know i don't be friend requesting people especially males y'all know i just be like uh boy who (laughs) sir what but long story short i ended up being his friend and we end up um you know having a friendship which is cool and whatever but just the fact that i just be adding folks so whenever somebody's in my like friend request unless you're somebody that i know that i'm just not about to be like you just don't need to be here I tend to, and even then, stay in the friend request box about two months. I just start confirming, okay? It's ridiculous. But, um, sorry. I couldn't do the story time on Facebook. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't do the story time on Facebook because I think I added my coworkers. Why do I add coworkers? What is wrong with me? <laughs> but let's get into the story. So y'all know, or well, y'all don't know, but in this podcast, you'll find out. But this girl. Okay, sis, Becky with the good hair, sis was trying, she was trying me today. So, I have a camper who asked me, you know, he was acting up, you know how you try to get kids to pay attention or do something, and I was just trying to engage him in conversation, he was working, he was grinding the sis's gears, like, this had been, like, my third time talking to him, it's late, kids is talking while you're talking, like, you just be real, 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 real frustrated, so I was like, okay, God, like, you gotta give me some patience, because I'm about to eight times stop. Okay, I'm getting tired of these kids. So he was like, Miss Cassie, Miss Cassie. And I was like, yes. He was like, Miss Cassie, do you have a a car? I was like, no. He was like, does your boyfriend have a car? I was like, no. He said, well, does your husband? I said, no, I don't have a boyfriend. He was like, oh, so your husband has a car. I was like, I don't have no husband, right? So, you know, like, kids are low-key throwing shade. So I was like, oh, I'm about to catch. Say something else to me, right? So I said, no, but my um, co-teacher, we won't put her name on here, but we'll call her Miss Bluebell, okay? Miss Bluebell, she young, okay? Sis just got married. Just revealed that information to me earlier that day. So what I said was, no, honey, I'm not as privileged as Miss Bluebell to have a husband, right? Why, sis, go left? Come on, some. 
did you just call me privileged? I worked for everything I have. I was like, uh, sis, did you just go left? <laughs> okay, what is the problem? I was like, privileged in the sense of you have a whole husband and I do not. And she must have felt the air get thin because, you know, y'all know the last thing a person of European descent <laughs> wants to do is, you know, try to take that race bait thing with me. Because y'all know, low-key, I've been delivered from, like, trying to be a Black Panther. Like, don't, when it comes to race relations, I try to stay in a very neutral area because people are can be very ignorant i'm not gonna say they are ignorant but like our points of views just don't be matching up sometimes and you know i wasn't gonna do it okay i came here to serve the people of god and their children okay i'm not here for you and sis was trying me i was like sis what did you just go left like why are you going left i just said that you were privileged to have a husband and then she she caught herself sister bluebell caught herself and was trying to explain to me how she friendzoned him. But, like, I was like, okay, you know, I get... Deliverance is a process, okay? I've never arrived. Every time I think I've arrived, God shows me that I need someone maturing and growing. Because that day, sis was like, I... Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You good. Like, I just got real, real nasty and short with her because I was dumb mad. Like, don't, don't, don't try to come for me, sis when I wasn't trying to come for you okay so that's our story time don't judge me I'm just saying sis was trying it okay now that I got off my chest because I was real aggressive okay it just brought me back to that moment (laughs) I want to talk about how good God has been to me in these past couple of weeks. Child, Chunny, boo, boo. Okay. Third quarter done started. And I wasn't going to say, I'm not going to say I hit the ground running because assist wasn't running, but I, I hit the ground. <laughs> assist hit the ground. So um, I got back from my retreat and I didn't go back to work. I just came to terms with the fact that I was not happy. And um, those of you who know me know that I've worked three jobs, two and three jobs at one time. Um, This was my first year working just one job. So I don't have that stick it out because you don't have nothing else mentality because I've always been quick to get a job. And I completely submit to God as being my provider, Jehovah Jaira, my provider. So whenever I feel like my spirit, okay, is being drained, my mental health is being tested. Like I was, I was depressed. Okay, I was getting massive, massive migraines. I had migraines for literally every day for three months. I could not shake it, and I love my coworkers, but I hated my job. I felt unfulfilled. I was like, I gotta go, and I just made up a decision in my heart that I'm not going back to this job. And I trusted God. I had a peace about it. Now, don't get it twisted. I ain't tell nobody to do nothing. That I ain't do. So I prayed about it. I had peace. Ooh, excuse me. I had peace in my heart about it, and I was like, Nah, I'm not doing this. 
so I started the job hunt. Now, the funny thing is, is like, typically, like I said, I've always worked two and three jobs. I've never had a problem getting a job. But now that I'm older, it's not about just paying bills. It's not paycheck to paycheck. Like, I'm trying to look for career moves. And this is why I encourage people. I used to always believe that, um, you know, what's it? Uh, no, I still believe that college is not for everyone absolutely believe that i believe that you can go to a trade school and get a trade and it will do you justice i believe that i don't believe in going to debt over no education i do not but i can see the advantages because there are some crappy paying jobs for people who have degrees that they can access that i would never be able to access does that make sense like such as teachers teachers do not get paid well period in america they don't get treated right. We know that. We see them protesting all the time, okay? We see teachers going broke, having to work full-time jobs, two full-time jobs to make sure that their ends are met, which is crazy. But this is America, so, I mean, who am I? Um, and they still have to buy supplies for their classrooms. Like, we can see the difficulty in that. But you still need a degree to get... It, um, I'm sorry, you still need a degree to be able to teach. Does that make sense? So even if I wanted a crappy, good-paying job, which quote-unquote is not good, because, I mean, clearly teachers are not making ends meet, <laughs> um, then I would need a degree, which I did not, do not have yet. We are speaking schooling into the existence of gay. I plan on attending, attending school this September. But it was just really hard. So like I said, it's never been hard for me to find a job. But I didn't want just a job. I wanted to feel fulfilled. I wanted to do all these things. So we all know that I do not drive. Um, I don't know if y'all know the story about me. But um, just throughout my life, riding with people, I've been in tons of accidents. And a sis is just not into it. Can I drive? Absolutely. I drive with Lizzie every time we get in the car together. I can drive. I just do not have a driver's license. I know it's trash. I know let's straight basura. I know I got to do better because honestly, a sister is old. Okay? A sister is pushing 50. Get behind the wheel, sis, of your own car. Okay? But your judgments are needed here because I don't judge you. Okay? But, yes, so I'm saying that to say I needed a career. So I was like, okay, God, like, what are we about to do? So I've been filling out applications. If you have anybody that's looking for somebody that, you know, needs a job or they have a position that's ready to be filled, hit my line because the sister still needs to move out. But I was just trusting God. I'm getting back to my story. I'm sorry. So I was just trusting God um, for a new job. Now, First week, it was like, praise Jesus, I'm good. God, you are faithful. You are righteous. You'll make a way out of no way. You are the, you know, the water in the wilderness, okay? You are the king of kings, which he still is. Um, week two, it was, God, you're stretching me. We're going to make it work. We're going, you know, yada, yada. He was sending people, like, somebody blessed me enough to, you know, make sure my bills were covered. My phone company was very understanding. Y'all know Sprint don't care nothing about nobody, but they was giving me an extension on my phone line, um, I never went hungry. Uh, I mean, we making, I'm making struggle meals and, you know, the last bit of canned goods is going. But, I mean, praise Jesus, we making it work. And then um, I was getting, that, that's the second week. So, the third week, I was like, um, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what's up? Jesus, the first is coming. A sister got bills to pay. What up, though? Like, what's what's up <laughs> and um i was just like okay because it wasn't like i was i was like what's up jesus because 
like that's the hard part when you go from being able to get a job anytime at any place not one job but multiple jobs and then you go to do job searches and you're filling out massive applications and nobody's hitting your line going on interviews and nobody's hitting your line you'll be like now all right you said the wealth of the wicked stored for the righteous, okay? You said the name it and claim it. You said if two shall touch and agree, it shall be mine. Like, what? What's up, God? <laughs> what's up? And um, I wasn't discouraged, but I was nervous because I was like, no, seriously, like, how are we paying these bills? Like, rent is coming. What's up? And he sent a ram in the bush because I had a friend. This is why I'm telling you, living a life of integrity, you don't have to be perfect, but people just got to know that they can count on you. I had a friend that I made back in what's that? Middle school. Dirty D Duggan. Okay, we was friends back in Duggan. She ended up being a director at the current place that I work now. And she was able to slide me in and I've been working ever since. And let me tell you, I wake up with so much joy in my heart. I wake up with so much purpose in my soul. I wake up not depressed. I wake up ready to go to work. I wake up ready to make a change. I wake up excited to see my babies. I love my job and i know that right now it's only temporary because it's summertime and then in the school what's it called like during the school year the hours change and a sister can't live off of five hours a day well you know i can't but god can stretch so let me shut my mouth okay god might work it out but in case he doesn't do y'all have any people that need some starvos workers because i'm a starvos worker all of you to make up for those hours but either way God is just so faithful and so kind. And when I tell you I wake up with so much joy and I'm just excited to go to work, I'm just telling you it's blessings on blessings on blessings, which is why this segment is called Blessings on Blessings because God honestly has opened up so many doors and he's given me an opportunity to show my growth. So that's going to transition us into our second thing, which is I'm learning how to mature. Oh, wait. Okay, and when I say mature, I know, um, well, I guess we all have the same type of understanding about mature, which means, like, the way that you handle things before, you don't do it in a, um, what do you say, immature way. Like, you're not childish about it, but you learn how to handle things with grace or differently. And I think I'll take differently, or, you know, you change your perspective more than with grace, because some things, some things just be messed up, right? Some things just don't, just, people just do you dirty sometimes, sometimes situations just don't work out, but you learn how to adjust better and um god has just been really confronting me with different areas in my life because my thing is like i don't just be praying no baby prayers no shade to nobody but you have to first of all as a christian who's professing the word of christ you should be able to mature in your spiritual walk period if you are at the same level that you were last week check your prayer life if you are at the same level that you were last month check your spiritual walk if God is infinite, right? And we're saying that every day we get new mercies and new grace, then that means that every day your relationship with Jesus should deepen. Does that make sense? So it's not just so much I'm fasting for the month of January because that's what my church is doing. It's no, I live a life of consecration, which is separation from people. Thank you, Becky. And um, I live a life of fasting where I turn over my plate so that my spirit man can grow. Fasting is not, excuse me, Ooh. I don't know what's going on. 
fasting is not so much I'm shutting off. Well, biblically. Biblically. Um, I'm shutting off my TV. I'm not going on social media. Um, fasting in the Bible refers to you turning over your plate. Why? Because you're starving your human body. Quote, unquote. Because in a, we're, Okay, we're in America. Ain't nobody really starving. Starving. Okay? Especially... African-American Christians, okay? You're not going to tell me all the dinners that we selling that you're starving because you ain't had no... Okay, I'm going too far. Um, You know, so we're turning over our plates and in replacement of us eating natural food, we're eating spiritual food such as reading the word, praying, spending time, consuming the things of God, okay? So if you find yourself... And we add um, fasting from social media and things like that because those are things that consume our time so typically um our church does a daniel fast um so what we would do is you know we eat a certain way but we also um cut off i keep saying um i'm sorry we also cut off social media we cut off netflix um we cut off hulu all those things i would take up those times that of empty space and we really center ourselves around christ and even then we were even convicted more this year because it was more so we've been doing the Daniel fast for the past maybe five years so we got very comfortable so it wasn't so much as a sacrifice as it was just a uh uh food switch out like it was just a food change um because we had just really been rocking out like I'm a Daniel fast professional okay so if my future husband was to come around and be like sis I'm a vegan I'm a vegetarian or I'm a pescatarian well you know I don't eat seafood is trash i don't know how y'all be consuming it i said what i said now seafood is trash basura but i mean if he came around and was pescatarian i'll be able to adjust that because i am a great vegan cook alkaline friendly ask about me at our journey ask about me but that's neither here nor there i'm sorry um but we were convicted because it was no longer a sacrifice because we were so well adjusted. So now we change we change it to um, not eating after six. So we'll do the Daniel fast and implement not eating after six. Or we'll do the Daniel fast and we'll implement no potatoes. Or we'll implement something that we like rely on because I make a lot of um, uh, fried dumplings with the Daniel fast with wheat flour and uh, we just had to say this year we're not going to do that because it's so filling but also because it's something that we acquired a taste for so long story short what I'm trying to say is fasting is a sacrifice okay it's a sacrifice so um So again, maturing, grow from it. So I had a lot of situations that this week that, uh, not even just this week, this quarter, this month, child, that I've been facing um, that really started to show the areas in my life that I needed to mature in. And the thing is, when you're called to leadership, when you're called to bigger and better things, because you should at some point want to lead. Not saying that you want to take over, but even if you're in charge of like, you know, anything, any situation that you're a part of, like... I'm on the worship team. Um, I'm a worship leader. At some point, I should want to be a leader in what area I'm called to be. Not to take over the worship team because I have the minister of music, which I love. Um, hey, I ain't mad at you, but I know that I have organizational skills that they might lack. I want to be, make sure that I'm in charge of being the best person that I can be for that position. Okay? Are you hearing me? Make sure that's clear. But when you call for, you know, things of leadership or you're just asking to grow, God, like expand my territory, stretch me. You know, I want to, you know, 
take over this area of my life or I want to dominate in this thing, what God will do, because I told you last time that he'll always send a new level in a relationship, what he'll do is he'll start to refine you and he'll start to confront you with things that are tied to your emotions. Why? Because we are emotional creatures and a lot of times we say faith over emotions, but a lot of times if we look at our patterns, our emotions override our faith, which means that it may look we may know we have the victory because we say, you know, we read the word and we say, you know, hey, God before me, who can be against me? So you know that you can win this or you know that this is a test, but it don't feel like that. So therefore you react with your emotions. Does that make sense? So we lead with our emotions rather than our faith. And what God does is that he tries to mature you to understand that that is not how we operate in kingdom. When you want to grow in Christ, you want to grow in your understanding of the kingdom. And when you understand who God is and who you are to him, you understand who you are in the kingdom. So, I was confronted with some things, child. And again, I'm an emotional girl. I love my friends. I love my family. And it just seemed like everything as far as my relationships was coming crashing down. And I found myself spazzing. I just was like, alright, my temperance was off. So, like, my sister... I was ba- I babysit my nephew every Sunday. That's my me and his time. He's about eight months. I love my little munchkin, you know. But Cassie Molassie don't have no children. So, as I said, I'm on the worship team. So he comes to me. He comes to me at church, and he leaves me at five. By five o'clock, I'm ready for him to go home. Do you hear me? Ready for him to go home. And my sister was running late. So she's always late. And I'd be real ticked off because I'm not a late person. But, you know, God is, again, working on me. You can't control people's timing. Okay? You can just make a request. Can't control what people do. So sis was late. I called her. Sis was in the bed. Okay? So you know I was like livid. Sis was in the bed and making excuses as to why she wasn't here. I don't want to hear no excuses. I want to hear accountability. Okay? Guess I'm late. I'm coming now. She didn't have all that. So I, I didn't spaz. I just hung up the phone because I'm disrespectful at times when I'm upset. And I don't like to see. I gro- This is growth. Okay? Because back in the day, I used to just cuss you out and tell you about yourself. Like, my nickname back in the day was Cussing Cass. Alright? Mark, that's for you. <laughs> um, but I you really just had a thing with my mouth where I would just tell people off and then just be like, deal with it. Um, but I had grown into not cussing people out, but just kind of hanging up my phone or not speaking. So, yeah, she caught the dial tone click, and, um, that wasn't nice. But the growth in that was after I had let go of that anger and I had really talked to God about it because I didn't like the way that I felt. And that's how you know you're growing when you're not comfortable handling situations the same way that you used to. I had went to God and I had prayed. I was like, God, you know, I really got to get it together because I'm trifling. Okay, your daughter's trifling. I'm trying to over here win my family and I'm just acting like a little jerk. I got to get it together. And she, he gave me space and opportunity to really just apologize and um, say I'll do better. But that's growth and maturity. So... The thing is, is like when you grow in Christ, you're learning to make decisions wisely. I could do this, but what's the gain in that? Will God be glorified through that? Because every day that we wake up, we often say, you know, God, you know, thank you for waking me up this morning, yada, yada, yada. But let you be glorified. Order my steps. You know, um, let me say what you want me to say, God. Lead me to somebody. 
but then you don't choose him or his ways when it comes to things you know what i mean so i'm learning to honestly and truly acknowledge god in all my ways so i got that right so i was like okay god i see you i'm trying to you know think differently then another situation had come up and sometimes you have a right to be you have a right to be angry sometimes you have a right to be right and i really felt myself entering into a circle of emotions again a cycle of emotions again that I knew that I did not want to return to so I was fighting tooth and nail and God had just purposed in my heart that this was bigger than what it looked like right so you know when you get that feeling like this is something because the way that my emotions were moving I knew that it was something greater I knew that there was something underlying. So my thing is, like I said, I'm very observant of myself. I'm very self-aware. So I started being like, God, bring up the childhood trauma, okay? Why is this situation triggering me? Why do I feel like I'm at a crossroad with this? What's going on? What's going on? And then he had brought to remembrance a dream that I had about um, the situation or the person involved in the situation. And I thought it, the dream, because, you know, we'd be so literal, the dream was representing something that was to come that would um, mirror the dream. Does that make sense? So, like, so say I had a dream about you and me talking at a coffee shop and, like, we had a disagreement. I took the dream as literal. I'm going to go to a coffee shop with homegirl. We're going to have an argument. And this is what God is showing me. But what he showed me was that it wasn't necessarily the scenario. It was the emotional feeling that was there. That was tied to it. And he was warning me that that cycle was coming back up and how to fight against it. So it was, but let me tell you how I found that out. Because I wasn't in my feelings. I was just determined to be free. See, when you get free from some things, either whether spiritually or naturally, when you start, you know, I ain't messing with that boy no more. I'm good, okay? I'm not letting my mama and her toxic ways keep me down. I'm all set. When you learn to be free, you fight for freedom, which means that when you start seeing traits and triggers, you walk away real quick or you start like showing people like this ain't it especially if you want a relationship to work so like i'm not saying every guy that comes around is the same toxic person not saying that at all but i'm saying when you're in a relationship with somebody that you love and you start seeing triggers you be real quick to check them or you be real quick to check out okay and i was just like okay i'm getting triggered god like what's going on and he showed me again like i said i'm sorry i'm backtracking um it was just an emotional cycle that i was trying to repeat or that the enemy was trying to make me repeat. And I was just determined to be free. So I said, absolutely not. I praised God through it. I went on as normal. I was like, I'm not doing this. And in the midst of me praising God, like, because I'm free. And when you, honey, this, you don't know what it feels like to be free if you ain't never been bound for something that you know held you down. Like, don't play with me, okay? And, um, i sorry. Say that to say, I praise God, yada, yada, yada. And he brought me the dream to remind, remember, remember it, to remember that it was a cycle that the enemy was trying to get me warped down into. And I was like, the devil is a liar. I'm free. And who the son of man says free is free indeed. Boom. Shackle broke. Literally felt my mind, that stronghold in my mind break. Because I'm not returning. I don't care. I'm free I'm free. I come out of agreement with every spirit of low self-esteem. I come out of agreement with every spirit of offense. I come out of agreement with everything that's going to try to make me feel like this isn't real. That all these changes that I made were for naught. The devil is a liar. You don't get to steal my joy. You don't get to steal my peace of mind. You don't get to steal nothing from me. I'm not yielding 
anything over to you. Period. Okay? And that's on period, poo. I don't got time. Okay? First of all, I gotta take that back. I don't like period, poo. That's weird. Anyways, but I'm just saying. So, that was another area in maturity in which I grew. So, with me talking to people, I matured. With me responding to situations spiritually and naturally, I matured. But this last situation... A doozy. My friend, who I adored, um, passed. And dealing with death with me has always been a struggle. Um, but this person that passed, he was a friend. I grew up with him. I had a crush on him all of my life. And he had a child. Not that he do. Like I said, well, I mean, nobody knew. I don't be telling people stuff. Um, all my life, he had a child. And y'all know how I feel. Casting and Lassie don't rock with people who have children. I mean, sorry. Unless you like. No, I just don't rock with people who have children. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, I just want to have. I want my child to be my husband's first child. It might not work out that way. But let me be in my, you know. Let me be in my fantasy world. But either way. Um, I had had a crush on him all my life he had a child on me and I not on me we wasn't together but I still was like I don't care I'm gonna be with him okay God as soon as you you, as soon as you do your work to him I'm about to be with him I don't care but I had just really um, built really strong ties to him and his family we had went to church together for years and years and he had passed suddenly and when I tell you old girl didn't know what to do some things sometimes even the right things, the right practical things seem undoable. Because the part, a part of me was like, Cash, you just got to pray your way through. But what happens when you don't want to pray? A part of me was like, Cash, sing your way through because singing is your worship and it's your escape. But what happens when you don't have a song to sing? What happens... When you start to question everything that you believed in because it's not like old boy was out here gang banging, but what happens when you get to that point where nothing makes sense and you still have to submit to the fact that God is sovereign? That sucks. Okay? That hurts. You feel helpless. You feel little. You don't care. All the I love you's, which I appreciate. Don't get it twisted. I have people reach out to me and say, Cass, you know, just random text messages. People I don't even, well, I talk to them, but I don't be like, you know, talking to them, talking to them. I just love you. I'm praying for you. I appreciate you. You know, I'm just, just really lifting me up and I appreciate that. But after all that's done, those emotions that I still had to move through, I was so numb. And I didn't want to do anything. And I had to leave prayer because I do prayer on Tuesdays with my church. And I'm just like, I don't have no words for you, God. <laughs> like, I don't have the words. You took a good man. Like, I don't have no words. And I'm, I'm trying not to cry. I know. I'm sorry. But it's like, I had have no words to express how I feel because I don't know anything like I don't know anything I can't rationalize it and I'm not gonna hold y'all I ain't gonna lie 
I was struggling. Like this is these are times I tell you that I thank God for the deliverance that I've experienced and the fact that he kept me from so much because if I had ever opened the door to um being an alcoholic because my that runs really strong in my family and even if you don't believe in generational curses you can definitely believe with data which says which proves that um if your parents were drunks you'll most likely be a drunk. Uh you know, Jesus has the blood to break everything, but again, like I said, if you don't believe in generational curses, there you go. Had I leaned on alcohol, would I tell you I would be at the bottom of a bottle? Okay? Had I leaned on smoking weed or, you know, things like that, I tell you I would be higher than a kite. That wasn't my vice. Those weren't my things. We all know that I wasn't running to a man to have sex to get these feelings out of me. I couldn't lean on food. Let me tell you how, when I tell you the scripture says all things work together for your good for them that love you. Because I haven't been working, ain't no groceries in the house like that. So I can't be eating my emotions away. You know what I mean? I would usually spend ridiculous amounts of money on Amazon buying my feelings away. I have a pica disorder and I would usually use my pica disorder to get through these things and I couldn't do it and I really had to sit and let myself go through the emotions and the stages of grief and I'm still there because the wound is very much fresh flat ooh, very much fresh found out yesterday I have no words But I had to make a decision because I began to see my patterns of depression try to slip back in. Because what I used to do to, um, besides eating and the shopping, I used to sleep my problems away. It's nothing for Cassie Malassi to go to work, to come home, take a shower, and get in the bed and do it all again. I'll eat at work so that when I come home, I don't have anything to do. It's nothing for me. I have a great team of friends who love me and support me. And, of course, if it gets too bad, they'll get me out of bed. But if I said, sis, honestly, like, y'all, I can't take prayer on for this month, they would cover for me. They would do, they would step up. They would do what they have to do to make sure prayer goes on. And I could stay home. I don't have to go to Monday's meetings. I could call my pastor and be like, I can't make it to Wednesday Bible study. I can go home. And I sat today in my bedroom. And I saw myself start a spiral. I woke myself up out of my sleep. I cleaned my room. I changed my sheets. I took a shower. I ate some dinner. And I said the devil's lie. I'm not doing this. And I, I said I podcast my way through these situations. Because I can't sit in this and let this overcome me. Does that make sense? Because I'm more than a con- I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. But more so in the sense of, at the end of the day, all I have is my faith. And at the end of the day, just like he told um, Job back in the book of Job, were you there when I put the sun and the moon in the skies? Were you there when I separated the earth? From the waters. Were you there? Did I consult you? See sometimes we. Sometimes. 
sometimes we sometimes sometimes we confuse ourselves with who God truly is yes he's Abba Father yes he's a friend to the friendless yes he's loving and kind but God is still sovereign he's still God and just like that song, I won't complain. Sometimes they cal oh, sometimes the clouds hang low. I can barely see the road. I asked one question, Lord. Why so much pain? But he knows what's best for me. Although my weary eyes they cannot see. And I'll just say, Thank you, Lord. I won't complain. And I had to hold my mule. I had to hold my peace. And I said, God, you know, because I'm a realist. And he know. I'm like, God, this sucks. This is basura. But I trust you. And I know that at the end of the day, you're sovereign. I don't have no other explanation. I don't have anything else to give nobody. All I have is that God is sovereign. So help me. To get through this process. Because I don't get it. I don't understand. There's no if, ands, or buts. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I don't even know how to process this. But you're God. And in our walk. Of life. There are many things that will overcome us. There are many things that we just won't understand. There are many things that will shake our core and make us question our beliefs and make us question everything else but you see some things you just have to stand on and that for me my cornerstone is God is still God and he's still good even when I don't think he's good because he still loved me when I was unlovable he loved me through all my all my stages of life when I didn't choose to serve him when, I'm st- when I choose to serve him and I'm still unfaithful and I still walk and do things that I know are displeasing to him, he doesn't just be like, ah, cast no air for you today, okay? Last night you was tripping, okay? Your mouth is crazy, okay? You was opening up doors that I, that I sent my son to. My son was murdered for you to have the ability to close these spiritual doors and yet you busted them wide open because you don't want to have control over your flesh. He don't throw that in my face. He wakes me up with new mercies every morning. He loves me in spite of myself. His grace is sufficient for my weaknesses. God is faithful. So even when it doesn't make sense to my natural eyes, even when it doesn't make sense in anybody's eyes, God is still sovereign. God is still sovereign. So whatever it is that you're facing... Whatever it is, God is still sovereign. Whether it's sickness, I told you guys this story a couple of weeks ago. Sister Sandra believed that God was going to heal her from cancer. She didn't care what the doctor said. She didn't care that she was physically not getting better. She didn't care that we literally saw her dying before our eyes. And I was like, this don't make no sense, God. She knew that God was her healer. And although she didn't receive it on this side of glory, she received it on the other side. Now, we can fight and argue and say, God, don't nobody want no other side of glory. We want, excuse me, 
our glory here on this earth. And I can get some arguments going, talking about some, well, if you treated your body right. Because we all know, I mean, people don't agree with Dr. Sebi Sebi, but I mean, alkaline bodies are functioning a little better. We can have a whole argument about the black community not being healthy, but that's not the point. The point is, God is our healer. <laughs> Children, um, healing is the br- children's bread. By his stripes we are healed. We can pull out scriptures upon scriptures upon scriptures of healing. But the fact is that Sister Sandra on this side of earth didn't get healed. But she knew what her portion was. Which was healing on the other side of glory. What keeps me at peace. Is knowing that although. I wasn't there. I knew that he believed. In a higher power. that he be- Well not higher power. That he believed in Jesus Christ. So I had the opportunity to see him again. So through all of that, every area of your life where you feel like it's hard, I encourage you to press through. When you feel like, God, you ain't doing nothing, you ain't looking up, just submit yourself to the fact that God is sovereign. He reigns on the just and the unjust the same. He's sovereign. He's sovereign. Period. Period. So that's my encouragement for you today. Father God, we just thank you for being who you are. We thank you for being the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, for being the Alpha and the Omega, just for being our Lord and Savior. And Father God, we ask you, oh God, to touch each and every person, oh God, who is listening to this podcast. God, those who are struggling through a very hard and dark space and God are truly questioning what the heck is going on. I ask you to send your Holy Spirit as a comforter. But God, I ask you, oh God, to help them to submit to the to the notion, God, to the fact that you are alone are sovereign and that if you don't do another thing god that you've already done enough to know god that through it all you are still god and we don't understand everything but god that you're able to help us to move through these things we thank you we ask you to look over those who are grieving those who have lost loved ones those who are wondering what to do next we ask you oh god to send your holy spirit to give them wisdom wisdom oh god in sight for the future and god anybody else who's just struggling through any situation in their life whether it's a change in job whether it's maturing in you whether it's any of the things that i spoke about today god help them oh god to just see you and everything god and to hear your voice so that they can oh god be moved into their rightful positions i thank you for your people i thank you for your people who listen to this and i ask you oh god to continue to bless them we thank you in Jesus name amen And that will wrap up our podcast for today. Do not forget that we are on Facebook as Saved and Sassy. We are on, not Snapchat, what's it called? We are on Instagram, Saved and Sassy underscore 11. And our website, not website, I'm speaking into existence though. Our email address is savedandsassy11 at gmail.com. What's coming up? I am working on a YouTube channel, so hopefully that will be up soon. You know I have to get things all dolled up, and I'm trying to find an area in my house that I can do it in, but that's coming. And a website must be coming because it keeps, you know, coming out my mouth. So a website, okay, is on the way. Um, And we're still trying to push our followers up 
so that we can get an average of 50 viewers per episode so that we can start selling merchandise so i thank you guys for sticking around don't forget to send your suggestions and all those good things and topics and questions and things that you would like me to implement into the show to either my inbox or you can hit the email okay save the sassy 11 at gmail.com i love you guys so much